Hey everyone, and welcome back to Effort the Comfort Zone. Today, we are going to be talking about very interesting and maybe sensitive subjects. And mainly on trans identity, gender queerness, and all about being non-binary, I guess. Yeah. Today, I have Sam with me. Sam, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. So, um, I'm 17. I'm uh, last year of high school. And um, and I'm uh, so as you said I'm non-binary, um, so gender queer. Um, so do you want me to? Explain? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so essentially, uh, gender queer is when you're not uh, cisgender the same way that uh, when you're queer you're not straight you're not heterosexual. Um, but what is cisgender, right? So I think that's the question, and it's it's actually really simple. It's when um when you're born uh the doctor lo- looks at you and specifically at your genitalia and he'll say or she'll say um it's a boy or it's a girl according yeah. to your genitalia and um so in itself this identity is not a problem i guess but um it's all that comes with it yeah. uh, because you know society has uh, created these um images these um all the package that comes with with being a woman or being a man and um essentially when you're trans or when you're gender queer mm-hmm. uh you don't fit with this um this identity this image and um so so that's that's uh, that's it basically <laughs> great so i mean i knew a little bit about it yeah i was completely ignorant but i'm you know, I don't know enough because I don't have any genderqueer friends or any trans friends or, yeah. you know, so, you know, just like anyone else, you tend to know more about stuff like this if you have people like, you know, like yeah. that around you, just technically just get more educated on, on the issue. So, I mean... But, yeah, well, the thing is, I, I don't, uh, just like you, I, I don't know um, any trans folks in, in my family, like, none. And uh, in high school, it's a bit, there's this um, homophobic, um, mm. transphobic tendency right now. So, it, I'm, I don't, I didn't know any uh, trans, um, transgender people or... Um, around me and uh, we were talking about visibility trans visibility um, and yeah I think it's it's really an, an important issue because um, when you, you you just look at the TV there's no mention at all of yeah of trans people and on in um, you know in movies and series it's you you need to know before uh, about trans issues before you know seeing uh, series or movies on yeah it's not just presented to you like yeah. any other kind of movie or whatever you have to really search you know and before you search you have to have a certain interest i guess mm. which so as i was saying my introduction to you know transgender and non-binary people and you know just that area of the community was when I watched um, Orange is the New Black and it was Levine. Come on. 
was epic. Yeah, it was yeah. really epic. <laughs> and it was living... I don't know how you pronounce it. Socks? No, uh, not socks. Cocks? Yeah, I got <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so I was really a fan of Lorene, and I was so I started following her on Instagram, and you know I was following her for a bit, and there was this time that she posted this throwback, or this um, you know, flashback Friday stuff like that before and after photo. And, you know, it was her as a man and then her as a woman. And I couldn't tell that she was a man before. Like, it was completely mind-blowing to me. And I started realising that all her captions always had trans is beautiful, trans is beautiful. And I didn't really got like get what he meant at that time. So I was like, what the hell is this? Like, what does this mean? So it was kind of shocking because, you know, as I grew up, I grew up in Nigeria as I said before, and, like, in my home, you don't have, you know, you don't, anything LGTBQ does not come up, you know, because there's a high rate of homophobia, especially in Africa, so it's, like, just not the norm to talk about it. So I didn't even have any idea that that could be possible, that you could change your gender. Well... Technically, your, yeah, you your sex, sort of. Yeah, yeah, you can't uh, really change your gender, but you can um, discover it. Yeah. Um. So you can think that you're a man your whole life, and then, oopsie, you discovered that actually you were you you were a woman, and yeah. but but you can have surgeries. And yeah, yeah, I discovered that. Yeah. You know, at that time, so I was like, so I started googling stuff like mm-hmm. what is trans stuff like that. You know, and I was discovering that some of the celebrities that I knew, like Cher's son, I don't remember his name, uh, Bono? Anyway, like yeah. just people that yeah. I generally knew were trans, and this was so mind blowing to me. Mm. And it just shows that like, these are people that I really love, like, I love them for the talent that they have. This is why, like, I know about them and stuff like that. And you know, the, the, the fact that they're trans didn't really change anything for me. Yeah. But it was very eye-opening that, you know, gender or sex has nothing to do with your actual abilities. Yeah. So yeah. to me, like, it didn't really change how I view them. But, you know, I just gained this kind of, like, respect for them because I just, like, immediately understood how hard that must have been. Yeah. To me, that was mm-hmm. even harder than being, just being, like, gay or lesbian. Yeah, in... being trans, especially for uh, trans women, is so hard. It's, like, yeah, like, that is, mm. I just, I, you know, I understood that at first, be- at first glance, and I was like, oh, wow, this is something else. Mm. So, like, I was much more sensitive to the subject, like, you know, I was, you know, paying more attention to it at that time, so it became sort of like a norm for me, and it wasn't that shocking anymore. Yeah. You know, so, like, in high school, there were some people that were non-binary, I discovered that too in high school, that you know you could choose well you not choose but you know, you know identify as non-binary mm. and I I discovered that too which was something completely new to me, and then, you know with time it wasn't so shocking anymore. At uni now I you know I see like trans people that are going through transition and stuff like that. To me it's just like, you know it's a it's not a, it's not something that you can define people on. 
you know so you know people are who they are whether or not you know they're man woman or in between it's just like if you focus on the personality of the person all that is just to me it's just face you know yeah it's just um well your your gender and your trans identity is just one part of of the the complexity of yeah. your, of your being but exactly but when you're and I, I I think that I felt that a lot when when I sort of discovered that I was non-binary I started thinking like but I feel all these things in me and like um is this becoming my new me and is this um you know stepping on to other stuff that's making me me you know like um i was sort of afraid that this would become just my entire uh, definition of me and no. um actually uh, i discovered that obviously not that's not true it's just the just one part of what defines me exactly it's like to me is like the presentation yeah at first glance you know and if people first see you you know, or any other, you know, trans person or non-binary person. It's just, like, the, you know, look that they have because that's who they are. Then whatever's underneath with personality or whatever is just like everyone else, Yeah. you know? Yeah, so... But, you know, you can say whatever you want, but in the end how uh, the other person sees you it impacts you so deeply oh, on yeah. a day-to-day basis like i i went abroad during during the holidays and i, I was at, at an airport and it was just fucking nonsense how they just didn't know you know they had to to search if i didn't have anything on me uh, yeah. at the airport and they were like oh wait you're you're a woman no you're a man let's check on your passport but you said and there were my parents next to me and it was just ah it was awful uh, so even if you want to like s- scream to the world you know why do you need to focus so much on my gender it's just this tiny part of me yeah in the end is just the world just um you know focuses so much on these categories that you know it's so hard because like i feel like i understand you a little bit more maybe because like i am a woman you know and it all boils yeah. down to like the yeah. stereotype that is mm. associated with gender feminism is so linked you know it's so linked because yeah. it's like People, you know, in, I'm not saying every world is obviously much better than it was before, but, you know, it's like, oh, you're a woman, you can't do certain things, or you should be doing certain things when you want to do something else. Yeah. It's sort of like that, you know, it's like, you Why know, that's, you, yeah. it's, it's the face, you know, it's the presentation, what's underneath is just like every, you can be, as my best friend Sammy, one of my best friends Sammy says, he's usually on the podcast, he's like, anyone can be a cunt. Yeah. anyone you can be a man and be a cunt you can be gay and be a cunt you yeah. can be trans and still be yeah, a fucking cunt yeah <laughs> it's it has nothing you know the gender has nothing to do with your personality yeah. so the fact that people will just judge you or generalize you or stereotype you based on the face that you you present is so mind-blowing you know and they just automatically think that you're a certain type of way yeah. whereas it could be complete opposite yeah 
So, the, the thing is that they, um, so they, they judge you and they, uh, you know, they discriminate you sometimes mm-hmm. based on the category that they put you that in. They put you in, yeah. But if you're in a category that, you know, they didn't even think about, then they're just like, what? Yeah, <laughs> what like, just this is not normal, I did not grow up like this. And, and this is what, like, is so scary for, for genderqueer people because then... This um fear of the unknown is yeah. I think much more intense than if you were like I don't know if uh, for a racist uh, xenophobic and antisemitic or yeah. whatever like I think it's it could be even more intense if if you don't belong to a a category that the they cat- even yeah. thought existed. You know, it's to me like I find it so sad that some people are so close-minded like this mm. you know to me because to me i swear to god it's all about pr- it's all presentation you know and you can judge someone based on how they look it's it's what you know racism is all about you know yeah. just yeah. judging people based on what they do just assuming directly that they are inferior to you yeah and i feel like you know all of this fo- it's not exactly the same category but the actions fall under the same category in the sense that if you don't conform to what is the norm according to them it scares them and it makes them uncomfortable one thing that you have to understand is that all of that is based of fear yeah they're afraid Mm. of you if anyone is you know mean to you because of the way you are it's all based on fear fear of the unknown you know fear of you just the fear of sometimes the person being because you know that they're, they're better than you in the sense that oh they're stronger than you and yeah. the sense that they dare to be themselves in a place where you are too scared to be your own self mm. so it fucking scares you and it makes you angry yeah. so you lash out on them you know but you know it's not just i oh, well i think that it's not just about um the individual that um discriminates you it's because this fear comes from somewhere, right? Yeah. And and I think for um, uh, transphobia, it's from institutions and how society um, is built. Is built, yeah. yeah. So like, typical example would be public um, public restrooms. Yeah, it's just hell on earth, <laughs> and you know, it's just so um, it, it it illustrates so well how. Um, all these institutions are, you know, hurt trans people. Yeah. So. But, you know, when those things were built, when, you know, public restrooms were built, you know, when the idea came upon, mm. you know, there wasn't, there weren't any, they didn't have a reason to think about trans people. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. It, yeah. They were trans people then, obviously, but they were hiding. There were a lot of them in hiding, you know? Um, I, at that time, obviously... Well, well, not everyone, but well, that that's the thing because um, you, you that's you're talking about um, um, what happened in Europe at the beginning of the twentieth century. Yeah. But actually, if you look at India in the I don't know seventeenth century, I think well they oh, were yeah. much more advanced than than we are now. Yeah. Um, if you oh there's this great documentary on YouTube called um what's it called um two spirit people. 
It's super interesting. Oh, it's yeah. about um have you seen it? I've I've heard about two speakers we've got on. It's really, really good. It's about um uh this uh gender non conformist or gender queer community in in, in native uh, American, American yeah, uh, societies. Yeah. It's really it. interesting. And it's like, you know, how deeply colonialism has hit the world, you know. You know, People are gonna be like, she brings everything down to colonialism. But it's so let me nice. tell you, that's what shaped the world today. Yeah. So just to finish my sentence before, oh, you know, when the construction of the society and the what is ideal and what is not existed, people that they were in power at that time, that you know, made these things mm-hmm. happen, had only one way of seeing the world: yeah. man, woman. You know, yeah. when it comes to society and gender and stuff like yeah. that. So, you know, of course, these things are deeply built and they've continued till today. You know, I'm lucky to go to a university. Well, not me personally lucky, but I feel like it's a great thing that I go to university where it's just toilets. You know, it's just written toilets. toilets. And it's just doors. Yeah. You know, anyone yeah. can go in. Anyone can use it. It's for everyone. It's, like it's not just men and women. It's the way to put a restroom. Exactly. Why don't you do that? Exactly. So... You know, it's like, to me, it's so tiring because every time it feels like I'm always coming back to this, but I feel like this is so important. Well, about the two-spirited people, I read about it one time yeah. in an, an article. When the um, Europeans, the first, you know, rank, I call them, the first ones, before they yeah. themselves were colonized by the British, yeah. but the first ones, when they, when they first arrived to the Americas, yeah. mostly North America... And the Indians were the Native Americans. Indians were were there. They, um, you know, the the what I read basically. I don't know if it's completely true, but the idea at first was not to completely exterminate them, as they did. Mm, no, yeah. But it was just you know you know the usual take over their land, take over the resources, <laughs> put them aside. You know the usual. So, but then they discovered that these people were completely independent. You know, they didn't need a state to live. They didn't need a government. They didn't need a leader. They all just lived day by day. Yeah. There were no particular rules that everyone needed to follow. They were just, you know, just living life. Yeah. And some were, you know, male, some were female, some were both, some were were none. Yeah. You know, and when the Europeans came... They were afraid of that because they'd never seen anything like that. Yeah, well, there's actually... Well... There was, like, this particular case of um, you had a slave trade. Yeah. Um, so you had, I think it was Spanish or Portuguese um, uh, slave owners who went to Turkey, I think it was, or Syria. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it wasn't the name back then, but let's say yeah, Syria. Yeah, that area. Um, and they so they took um trans um women who were um prostitutes for them and they had a name i don't remember the name but tr- all these um uh trans issues were okay for them as long as they were slave and prostitutes but, oh and and so they 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 brought all these um slaves back to america and it's just the idea that um you had transgender people uh, who were not slaves 
this would be an issue for for mm. colonialists. But well, yeah, because obviously there's a ranking. Yeah. You know, there's it's a, yeah. the superior race yeah. and the inferior race. Yeah. So the inferior is because they're inferior. According to according them. to them, obviously, yeah. obviously, <laughs> obviously, because they were inferior, yeah. they would be like, okay, you know, because this is how they are viewed whatever mm. happens between them is you know just nonsense to them they don't care about it yeah. it's like these people we don't bother but when it's people that are just like you according to your imagination quote unquote are you know trans or non not conforming in general to the society that you see it becomes a problem obviously because yeah. you feel like it's sort of a threat or these people are acting like the inferior race. Like, what does this mean? Yeah. Does this mean we're equal? Yes, bitch, it does. <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah. so when the Native Americans came in and they, you know, they found so many things wrong, apparently, to with the Native um, Americans, you know, they, they took them out. And that's, this was the norm at that time. And which is so mind blowing to me because it's like they put a certain way of the world like the way of the world yeah right now was it came from them the, you know yeah but I think what is even more ridiculous is that this co- concept of this dichotomy this way of separating like this beautiful spectrum of yeah. gender identities into just, just two, two tiny rigid categories and it's crazy yes and 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 the thing is that it's so people are used to think um like the typical argument would be um uh you know it's just how it's been for yes. uh, millions well, of years. Well, so no, what? it's not true, actually. That's just the way it's yeah. been installed. Because Homo sapiens, they're, they're here from, uh, what, about 100, 200,000 years, you know. Yeah. They didn't have, of course, at the time, uh, male and female, of they course. They didn't have terms. It yes, was just and, and the thing is that this is what, like, 3,000, 2,000 years old, this idea of separating into two... I mean, even the Greeks knew that this this was nonsense, and and it's just like what you had this you have this myth uh, that is probably like here from two percent of the whole you know age of of our species. It's just yeah. crazy that we think that this is normal. It's not normal to you know differentiate and put just two boxes exactly. Thing is, when um, certain people get into power, yeah, yeah, uh, they realize that that power is very temporary, and there are some people just by being themselves hold a lot more power than they could ever imagine yeah. having in their whole lifetime. Power of freedom. Exactly. Yeah. So they try to censor it because it scares the shit out of them, yeah, mm-hmm. and they don't like what they can't control, so yeah. they separate it to just put one and two. Yeah. two things that they know that they yeah. recognize and they're like if you're not in this either one or in the two you're not in at all yeah so you get the fuck out yeah and that way since it's just two they can control it more yeah do you get what i mean yeah i do yeah so they just delete according to them anyway a whole you know tons of feelings that you could possibly have mm. Just so they can control one and two. It's all about power in the end. Exactly, it's all about power. And it's crazy because even in that one and two, say you identify as a cis woman or a cis man, even then, 
there's still thousands of ways yeah. that you can express yeah, it's that. A spectrum. It's, a it's fun, not yeah. just about the stereotypes that come with being a man and being a woman and wearing a dress and and putting on makeup. Exactly, yeah. and so that's be... why feminism is so linked to exactly. LGBTQ you know, issues. because it's crazy because it's like you could be a man and be manly. Uh, but don't necessarily have to be toxic about it or try to impose or just say that you're superior mm. or doesn't mean that you can't wear a skirt or a dress or makeup. Yeah. You can be a woman. You don't have to love going, you know, shopping. You don't have to be the one to cook or take care of the kids. Like, you know, there's all these stereotypes. They don't come with you at birth. Yeah, yeah. You learn, you know, you, you grow into them. Yeah. And they imposed on you. That's the word. They imposed on you. So... But anyway, we're not here to talk about cis men or cis women. We're here to talk about all the things in between. Yeah. And which is basically this, you know. I think the most important thing that we need to remember is that these people, trans people, cis people, even cis people, gay people, lesbian, the whole LGTB community, queerness, they have nothing on you, you know. They have nothing on you. It's like... It's it's not it's it doesn't hurt you in any way, it doesn't change your life. No, it doesn't affect you. It doesn't in any affect way. you we in just any want way. We to live our life, and you know. So why mm. do you bother? Some people will go out of their way to cause harm to others because they make them feel uncomfortable. But you see, the problem is that you you have a lot of people who will say, "Oh, I'm not transphobic." But and then it's just like you when know. you put, when you I'm not racist but yeah it's the same thing mm-hmm. it's like I I, I agree I I respect your your identity but at the same time I don't want you to you know have um um neutral gender on your passport and mm-hmm. I don't want you to Mermin. you know marry a, a woman or a man and I don't want you to adopt and you can't um. Um, if you're, you know, lesbians and they can't have a baby on their own, this is just like crazy. Mm. So you can say respect, respect, okay, but you need to, you know, act on it. Act on it. Yeah, actions speak louder than yeah. words. And the fact of just leaving the person alone, they make you uncomfortable. Then look away. Yeah. You know, it's not that difficult to respect the other person. I feel like that's so important. It's not that difficult if you don't like this yeah. idea mm. stay away from it but at the same time you can't say look away look away from it because it's like at some point we need to have a conversation about it oh yeah definitely we need to like you know well get out of our comfort zone exactly. basically so, yeah like you know it's it doesn't make you comfortable nobody's asking you to you know understand it yeah. it's not about you it's about them that they understand it. Yeah. That's all the understanding that needs to happen. You mm. don't have to understand it. Just respect it. Mm. You know, nobody's asking you to find out the psychological effects that it might yeah. have on little kids seeing yeah. trans people around. Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck. Little kids don't care. You no, know, little kids they don't, don't care. care. They just want to know who's yeah. nice to them and who's not. I saw this beautiful uh, video the other day of a drag queen, um, you know, celebrating a birthday to a six-year-old, and the six-year-old was just so happy and yeah. it was so cute. Like, the, the six-year-old doesn't want to know if it's a man or woman. Yeah. Just the representation of the person represents happiness to them. Yeah. You know, and talking about drag queens. I feel like that conversation is also super important yeah. because it defines, it changes the whole view on what masculinity can or cannot be. So to mm. me, drag queens are performers, right? Yeah. They are, they could be dancers, singers, they're performers in any way. Mm. And they are men that, you know, 
should I say impersonate? They don't really impersonate because they bring out their inner personality. Yeah. They just play um, dress up and well, they make people happy. Well, the, the, the problem was this definition... I don't know if you want to stop or... No, it's no, fine. Okay. Go on. Um, the problem with this definition is that when you say, okay, a drag queen is a cis man who is creating a character of another gender and performing it. Yeah. The problem with that is that it's completely... Um, ignores the trans women who are drag queen. Because yeah, I was gonna get to that. Yeah, you were. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, go, but go ahead. Because y- there was this huge scandal. Um, I think it was a couple months ago about a drag queen who had made her coming out as uh, being a trans woman. Yeah. And she wanted to um participate in um in a, t- a TV reality show about Drag Race. Drag- yeah, RuPaul. RuPaul yeah. Drag Race. Right. I mean, <laughs> a huge fan. Which drag queen was it? Was it Gia Peppermint? G- Gia Gun. Gia Gun. Yeah. I know. Um. <laughs> and people Great. were like, you can't, you can't do drag anymore because you're, you're a woman, woman now. Yeah. So. And it's like, it's a job. Yeah. to do drag yeah it's a job you, you have a, to live on it exactly yeah. so and and sometimes doing drag is what makes people realize who they really are yeah and you can't just say cis men because i'm sorry i've watched every single episode of rupaul's drag <laughs> yeah. race all 11 seasons and the all-stars and untucked. none of them are, are straight yeah none of them none straight. of them are straight some are bi- uh, some are bisexuals but none some are bisexuals yeah. but none are completely straight men so like it completely varies i'm pretty sure there's straight men that do drag we just don't hear much about them but like you know it's an art it's a performing art so i mean it happens to involve lots of heels and makeup and wigs but like you know it's part of the process yeah if it was a woman that wanted to do drag she'd go through the same process Mm. so it's like it all it all boils down to respect of what the other person wants to do as long as it's not affecting you you know so like and you know drag is just one part of the problem but i don't feel like the drag queens face as much heat as actual trans people or yeah well that's just what i think based on what i've seen well the thing is that you you can't really because this um uh the drag culture today Mm -hmm. is really really based on the american oh yeah definitely so it's really hard to tell because um well uh, there are as many definitions of a drag queen as there are drag queens in the world you yeah know? so i'm guessing well perhaps but honestly i don't know yeah i mean because it's like it's not just you know because when they do when they get into drag it's a performance as i said mm. it has to do with their job so they do it at specific times you don't. They don't go out in drag or go shopping oh, oh, in but drag. They do not all of them. Not all of them. Not all of them, obviously, yeah. because some is for some is just strictly a job, mm-hmm. and for others it's a lifestyle. Yeah. But you know, like to me, I feel like they don't get as much heat because when they're drag queens, honestly, sometimes you cannot tell, especially the pros. You can't yeah, say this is a man tell. in the dress. No. You know. Yeah. You think it's a woman. Yeah. Because of all the, the padding and stuff like yeah. that, so it's like. Proportionizing. <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> oh my gosh! It was it was Eureka. I remember was, the episode. Uh, it was an All Stars. Eureka, uh, and then someone when they had to give um, a lesson for drag con. Oh yeah, and they were like proportionizing. Oh my gosh, I remember that, and then it became a drag word. Yeah. Anyway, back to the topic. <laughs> I can't believe that. Anyway, 
So with all of the proportionizing, I have to tie group all. Um, they, you know, if you, if they go out, if it's part of their lifestyle, you can't tell that they are men, you know, unless like the trans women and then you're like, okay, this is a woman, but then Mm. they go out. It's not like a lifestyle. It's like a way of, you know, being. So apart from that, but when it's like, for example, if it's someone that's transitioning, it's pretty obvious. Do you get what I mean? Um, well, in some cases. Yeah. Because I don't remember if it, I don't know if you've seen that video of this trans woman that goes to a store. She's pretty big. She's still got a man body, yeah. But she's got a little bit of makeup on. She's in pink. She's letting her hair grow. Yeah. And oh, but yeah. she still looks quite manly. Yeah. And I see what you mean. You yeah. so she's buying something and then the cashier keeps t- calling her sir, and she gets angry. You know, she starts to shout and break things around and stuff like that. You know, if you see a woman like that, you know, in the streets, you would you can tell that they are transitioning. But you know, I think the best way to avoid um, all that is just to ask. Definitely. How would you want me to call you? How and you honestly, like it's so it's so linked to what we were talking about uh, earlier about um, you know how it's it's a topic that's really you know um, sensitive. And it's very sensitive. It's yeah. very um, people get uncomfortable. Yeah. And you need to stop being uncomfortable just by accept just, it as it is just asking questions and you yeah. know curiosity is something that so important yeah i think it's something that could really save a lot of issues in the world mm-hmm. just you know asking well how do you want me to you know call you and yeah. what are your pronouns and you know but you know in the video the, she kept telling the cashier i'm ma'am i am oh, a ma'am well and he yeah. kept saying sir yeah. well that's just at first i mean you could tell just the wink yeah. yeah no but i mean the cashier you could tell kept making a mistake like he would say sir uh, ma'am you know because it was hard for him to make the link with the pronoun and the image he was seeing mm. whereas the other person was like no you're not a ma'am you're a sir and then she got angry but, um, you know, it's like, I just feel like if you see someone that you can clearly tell don't necessarily, you know, you can clearly tell either don't abide to what is the usual of either male or female or it's sort of in between, you know, crossing that path. You don't have to say, hello, sir. Oh, hello, ma'am. Just say hello. So just say hello. Yeah, right. Hello, how can I help you? Yeah. You don't even... I'm pretty sure you can have a full conversation without saying... You know, just saying you, you. You don't have to say sir or ma'am. Mm. You don't have to refer to the person. Yeah. You know? But of course, if you're afraid, then, you know, and you feel like you absolutely have to refer to the person, you can ask. And I feel like sometimes when these people are in these situations and they notice the person trying to respect them, they would tell them immediately, you can call me sir yeah. or you can call me ma'am, you know? Yeah. So it's like just making it easier for each other. But, you know, some people are not... for the Mainly it's just mostly for the people that are not very comfortable with the, with the situation. Yeah. It's the same thing when I, with the, in the earlier podcast when I talked about people not being comfortable talking about race and racism in general, especially white people. Mm. Because they just want to avoid the topic, yeah. you know? And, you know, I was like, where does this come from? Is it guilt? Or do you know that, you know, most of the time when racist acts are committed, it's yeah. coming from your race? Yeah. Or the other white thing, I, you know, white people. And, you know, it's just like, I feel like the same 
thing sort of applies here when you know that there are transphobic or homophobic acts um happening you know that it's coming from cis people yeah so it's like do you rather just ignore it or try to make a difference i feel like making a difference is probably the answer here because you should you know if you are a straight cis person and you see someone that's not confirmed to straightness or cisness just be respectful to the person as i said you don't have to try to understand it's none of your business no. You know, it's a personal no, thing. Yeah, I think it's something something that really needs to be brought out here is just don't ask for. Do you have a penis or do you have yeah. a vagina? Just, just okay. don't ask that. Please, we need to so. take a quick break. We're gonna play a song called Troisième Sex by Andersheen. It's a French song, and it's so ideal to um to the situation because it's like it basically talks about all of this. You know, it it you you'll hear it. Don't let 
Okay, so back to the conversation. I hope you like the song. Um, yeah, it was Indochine, but it was Troisième <laughs> Sex by Indochine. I'm sorry, this is like two hours after we started. We spent all our time talking about RuPaul's Drag Race because we're huge fans. Anyway, back to the conversation. So we're going to branch the topic of labels. Yeah, because I think like it's something that is so important to talk about because um, when it has like this two part of it labels i mean uh you first need labels as a way of visibility you know it's so important because you can't talk of trans issues without you know having the proper words for for describing what you're talking about and how on earth can you blame uh, you know journalists and tvs uh that don't talk about these issues if you yourself don't you know have words for it and uh, so i think labels are they're important but at the same time it's something that is so 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 dangerous because like i spent so much time trying to figure out you know who i was and what my gender identity was and it like for years i was um you know trying and and learning stuff and at the end i just figured out that um you you'll never have a label that's yeah. right for you because as we said it's a bloody spectrum and mm-hmm. you know you can't you can't just find a category and fit in because you're you're a human being you're complex you're and so like labels are important for you to understand but at some point you need to just break free of them yeah and so i think it's something that's quite important to talk about because in france we don't well in french we don't have as much um uh you know vocabulary um, sorts um compared to english um like you know you you don't have a word for gender queerness and it's like like, i mean because in english you if someone's non-binary you say they them right yeah in french well, we have yell, but honestly, really? like, yeah, I've never yeah. heard of that. You never, well, it's, yeah. But sometimes, like, French is so, so messed up that you, well, when you're talking to a non binary person, it's yeah. rather easy. But when you're talking about yourself and you're like, just the simple phrase, um, I'm happy. How the fuck am I supposed to say that? Like, Yes, um, je suis heureux, heureuse, heureux, content, contente. How okay, the fuck because, yeah, every, because most of the words in French, they have, they fit to a particular sex. Yeah. You know, the language is built around that. It's either yeah. masculine or feminine. Yeah. So, I mean, well, generally, I'd say that if you're talking, if you want to compare to how the, in English it's done, it's like, uh, they, them. So if you want to do like a translation in French... It's like, because if you're talking about different people at the same mm. time, but there's one male, you're going to say, ils mm-hmm. sont contents, yeah. right? Yeah. So you're going to say in the masculine form, because the masculine form dominates the group yeah, in the French language. <laughs> so you're going to, so I feel like maybe trans people could adapt to that and be like, you know, you never, if you say it like that, you know, I mean, yeah, don't I know. look at it as though it's male, just mm. as like, as a group, you know? I know, but... Well, at the same time, uh, you know, you're trying stuff and, well, I, 
well for me it's it's difficult for, for me to judge like a language because yeah. you can't just say I hate French because I speak French it doesn't make any sense like and at the same time um, it's difficult because I'm, I'm still trying to figure this out and like so I don't know but I th- definitely think that it's a question that needs to be you know raised by definitely not by the um you know uh trans youth but by the um um institutions that and you know philosophers and it's definitely something that's really interesting and Mm -hmm. that can really change society i mean they change words all the time they remove letters from you know usual words all the time so but we're improving though with the um what's it called um inclusive writing you know Mm. yeah so things move on but there needs to be a full in-depth conversation about this definitely so you know you know any trans people in your life definitely be sure especially if they're new in your life be sure of the way you address them especially yeah, if it's in just, french just ask them asking really, is really, really important to ask yeah it's, it's all yeah. about respect you know you don't have to understand it as we said just respect it yeah and don't you know meddle in it if you're not that interested but you know the fact that you want to even respect it mm. requires a little bit of knowledge you know yeah and that course. little bit of knowledge is you know is a grain is, although it's like a grain of sand it's still something yeah you know compared to the, all it's the bullshit we need to deal with yeah it's not meaningless so that's really important and uh, we also wanted to branch on the subject of um you know the arguments of what is natural and what's not yeah because that's something that's really um really really often uh brought up by um transphobic people who say that they're not transphobic so they're just going to say oh yeah i'm not transphobic but you know you're it's not natural there's something that's really um really there quite often and it's like well actually it is because if you just look at you know we were talking about intersex people and like so I don't know if I need to explain a bit what it means to be intersex or... Um, I mean, we could do the whole arguments about natural and where it comes from and then we'll branch to intersex. Well, because, you know, religion has defined society in ways that we don't even realize yeah. yeah, to what extent, you know... And it's so deep, like, you. I feel like it's, it's... You can't come back from it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So deeply rooted... But there are points that we can, you know, question. Yeah. And uh, gender is something that really needs to be, uh, I think, um, questioned and, you know, um, asked about. And because um, if you just take a look at the Bible, um, well, Adam and Eve, but actually no, because, um, you know, first... Uh, because that's the thing everyone just accepts the fact that the myth of a man and a woman and you know um bringing all of um humankind is wrong because of um darwin darwinism yeah. but at the same time we struggle to um deal with the fact that man and woman this dichotomy is wrong also because we don't we don't have Darwin, uh, Darwin's theory or something comparable to to that. Do you see what I mean? Not really. Lo- like um, the f- like Darwin desc- um, described well 
basically destroyed the idea that uh, we're not uh, th- there has never been a man and a woman uh, created by God yeah. uh, who then uh, gave the descendants and we are the descendants of Adam and Eve right yeah. um, but we don't have a theory that is similar to Darwin's that explains fully um, how um, this dichotomy, this separation, mm-hmm. um, is wrong. You know, okay. like, because the theory is there, but, like, Darwin is so within... We have embraced uh, Darwin's theory, but we don't... We haven't embraced theories that contradict the gender dichotomy, Yeah, you know? But the proofs are there, you know, like... Um, if you take intersex people, if you take, um, if you just go and see some mammals in, you know, the Saharan deserts, well, you see, you'll notice some trans, um, you know, behaviors. Yeah. Like it's something that's so natural and so. It's something that has existed since you know for a very long, long time. Yeah. So it's just you know lack of acceptance that sort of pushed it away into hiding. That's why sometimes it might seem like a new trend or something like that but yeah. it's really oh not oh god i hate it when people say this yeah it's not a trend, it's not a trend. you know it's, it's for some people it might be a phase you know a phase of confusion yeah or you know you know self-discovery and in the end it might not be that but for some people that's their reality that's the situation and they have to deal with people not wanting to see that yeah. and accept that so you know it's something that we really have to talk about and or which we are (laughs) but you know it's like i totally say it so it's something that's always existed and now it's just really really coming out as a norm in especially in western societies so you know you can't just push it away and pretend it it doesn't exist because it does and to say that it's not natural because you weren't born like that or anything each person is born a certain way they become who they are but, yeah, no. well, you were talking of Western society, but, you know, if you take just a quick look at, you know, India, for example. Yeah. India have recognised uh, non-binary. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. they haven't a neutral gender. France doesn't. Yeah. What the fuck, you yeah. know? Yeah, but, you know, it's a norm in their culture. It's yeah. always existed in their culture, so it's not that new to them. Yeah. Whereas in Western cultures, it has been silenced for so long that when it started to come up again, it seemed new. Yeah. You get what I mean? So now it's starting to seem like, oh my gosh, what's going on? Whereas, um, you know, in other cultures, some cultures that we might not even know about, this is like, they're looking at us like, wow, just now they're talking about this? You know, something that's natural to us, you know? Mm. And that's just, you know, it's just the way to look at things like, something might seem new to you, but, you know, it's all about research and... You know, people that always give arguments, for example, that are not normal, these arguments come from a very religious background. Even some yeah. people that give these arguments claim not to be religious, but in the end, you know, they're supporting all of this. It's just so complicated and, you know, it's not that deep, honestly. And it's not that bothersome, no. but you make it bothersome and you make it yeah. deep. Yeah. And that affects a lot of people in a very, you know, it scars them very ment- in a mental way, you know, physical way. And just because you refuse to accept something that you cannot change, you can, you know, destroy somebody else's life. And you don't even have the right to do that, you know? But people just don't want to see. Yeah. It's crazy. 
So, like, talking about what's natural and what's not, intersex, right? Yeah, I intersex think it's something people. that is so linked to, to, to trans issues. Yeah. But it's something that I think really needs to be um, fully explained because it's not the same thing as being trans. No, it's not. Uh, so, I guess I can... Explain. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, then, being intersex is when... Um, you have your genitalia, who, um, which can't be defined as either male or female. So you don't clearly have um, a penis, or you don't clearly have a vagina. vagina. Because and there's this um, scale that has been made. I don't know how many decades ago. For the hormones, um, to know which hormones, because I've heard about a scale for the hormones know which yeah. one is more dominant um well yeah there's because you can you can like uh, measure your hormone mm-hmm. um rates and you can like act on them with using testosterone or estrogen um but it's like when you're intersex sometimes you you, you don't honestly you don't need to your body is just really well and healthy and yeah. and and perfect in its own way you know yeah. uh but because but because society has um you know partitioned its um gender spectrum into just male female then doctors they feel the need to perform surgeries on Definitely. intersex people and and you know intersex people feel the need to um take hormones to you know be accepted yeah. whereas you know your body is great the way it because it, is. if it happens it's definitely natural yeah, of course it is. Like God knows how many intersex people that at birth they perform surgery on them, and then you know the other side of you know being who they really are is yeah. gone. Yeah, and it's so crazy to me because it's like some people don't even discover that they're intersex until later on. Yeah, when for example, if they're girls, they don't get their period, and or they you know they observe they they do scans and observe that yeah. okay this is I'm intersex you know stuff like that. Or you know when you when they want to have kids and they can't and they realize yeah. you know that was the situation with um, uh you know the movie the Danish girl, yes 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 oh um, my gosh favorite movie I, all yeah time. but I this this one thing about the movie that I really hate yeah. is that they really um, uh put the discovery thing in a minute or two like oh, as yeah. though she understood it clearly the second that she wore the dress, dress. you know. Whereas, but do you know? I honestly, think it takes a lot of time to understand. You know, it's that. based on a book. I know. Yeah. You have to read I the have book. Read, yeah. You have to because okay. in the book, yeah, the moment she wears the dress is the moment she knew I can't keep living like this. Yeah. But the whole thoughts of, the whole processing has been happening way before. Do you get what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Well, in well in the movie you didn't yeah, get that. Yeah, in the movie of course you and, don't get that. And then people they want to move on into the story. Yeah, that's right. And and so people just tend to think that trans is like okay so there are steps that you need to you know yeah. um you want to so, know if you're trans wear a dress or do that yeah and, and then you, so you wear a dress or not or whatever and then you need to do your coming out and then you need to do your your transformation and everything and it's like well no you can be trans and you know never do your coming out and you can be trans and not not having gender dysphoria and not yeah. and not you know changing sex and yeah. you know so it's like the movie is great because it is trans visibility yeah. and it is great and it's history and it's, it's history and yeah. you know you need to you know learn about this yeah. but at the same time it gives you this very um typical 
um, stereotype version of what it means to be trans. Definitely. I didn't really realise that. But maybe it's because I read the book before I watched the movie. So, like, as I was following the movie, I was remembering snippets from the book and I was understanding, you know, the visions that I was seeing. You get So maybe I didn't really see it like that. But yeah, so and when I, in the book when they went after she died, you know they still did some tests on her and stuff like that, and the doctors realized that she had ovaries, okay. and you know and That's those no. those were right yeah. from birth. Those weren't installed yet. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. They, she had them already, but they were really small and underdeveloped. But they, she had them. You know that's why she experienced pain. You know every month that yeah. she would faint. She got irregular nosebleeds and stuff like that. Okay. Those were effects from her being intersex. Well, do you get well, what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah, it's important for for people to know what it means and for people to. See, so yeah, I'd actually really just respect it, and you know, I just want to know, like, if people people that are intersex, for example, do they identify as a certain gender? As a certain yeah, I saw um a documentary by Arte on um, uh, intersex people in Germany and 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 they identified as herm, which herm. is a hermaphrodit. And oh, so, okay. So it's like, it's not an androgynous. It's something else. So I thought that was interesting in that aspect. Mm. I mean, we don't know that much about it. It's just snippets no. of stuff we've seen everywhere. So yeah. we're very undereducated. But yeah. if you're really, really interested in the issue, there are tons of YouTube videos that you can watch, tons of articles and documentaries that you can watch in it. Books. Yeah, books too. Yeah. And you know, like, my was really open to all of that after The Danish Girl and after um, Orange is the New Black. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, although there's not much representation, there's still a little bit. Like, you can't... You, the argument that there's not enough on TV is not valid anymore because there is. There is, you know? but it's you just have to look for it. Yeah, that's it, and you can't you can't look for it if you don't know what it is. Exactly, and you can't know what it is if you don't first have like vis- like basic minimum visibility. Yeah, you know, you know, you need to see it. That's uh, because, to to be honest, Orange is the new rag was visibility. Yeah, you know. Because you just fall in love with the person, you, you discover that this yeah. is who they are, and you're like, what is this? And you know, and then out of pure curiosity, I promise you would Google it. Yeah. You would, and then you would find top 10 celebrities that are trans, or top 10, mm-hmm. you know, you always find the top 10. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, it's interesting, because you'd be like, okay, how are they doing it? How, is, how are they not getting backlash for it? How, you know, yeah. they are, but they don't talk about it, yeah. you know? But and so obviously, when you hear about it, even if maybe this is the first time you're ever hearing about, you know, non being non-binary trans or whatever, Google it. Just you will find tons of articles that you'd be like, "Where has this been all my life?" Yeah, you know, it's just so much information. You just need to hear it, hear about it first, and just be curious enough and yeah. dare to just you know look into it. You never know if you have a kid one day, this could be the situation. Yeah. You know, if you yeah. make a friend one day and this is the situation. It's always good to know about, especially because it's society, it's so important that we're educated on issues like this because people around us every day, you know, we come across people that we might not even know are going through th- things like this. And maybe when you get to, when you start getting to know them, you realise like, oh my gosh, I read about this the other day. You... You know, because if you have the minimum information yeah, yeah, yeah. that you meet someone, 
that is going through that you have at help. least a minimum ex- respect mm. and you can help definitely yeah it's interesting that you spoke of curiosity mm. because like curiosity is definitely something that will help tremendously society definitely. but as we said before like um you can be curious but be curious in a respectful way in a respectful way like as i said uh don't go and ask for a person's uh, genitalia then no don't do this it's something that's really <laughs> to me it's ho- so awful rude. because it, it it just reduces an entire complex human being to like tiny bit of flesh that yeah. means nothing unless you want to have sex with me would then just tell me i want to have sex with you yeah like, <laughs> you know yeah, that's definitely. not the that's point. so well put because it reduces the whole personality and the yeah. whole complex of a person to just what their genitalia is yeah you know it's like that piece between your legs define the entirety of who you are and that's not the case at all that's not the case at all and it's it's really interesting because it's like you know you're just wondering like would you have done the same if you saw a (laughs) quote-unquote normal man or quote-unquote normal woman or sis yeah or if they were just dressed as a man or a woman you were not gonna go and ask what's your genitalia yeah you, you know yeah. so why do the same for others it makes no sense whatsoever it just shows that you have no sort of respect for them whatsoever and you just you know don't really care about them generally this yeah. is so uncomfortable to ask but at the same time like i get it why people would ask you know like mm-hmm. being trans i uh, even i sometimes like wonder if I if I see like non-binary yeah. folks, I'm like mm, I'm curious, but I'm not going to ask. Yeah, you could be curious, of course, but like honestly, be respectful. Be it, respectful. It, it's the same thing over and over again. Just don't be a wanker. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like there's a certain level that of, um, you know, knowing the person. You just it's just a certain level of um. How do you say? of connection maybe that you need to have with the person before you can feel comfortable enough yeah. to even ask them yeah and you know just know if they're comfortable enough to even answer you because they might, themselves might still be in um a moment of you know mental transition and just wondering and the whole psychology of it or just thinking about who they are themselves and if you ask them that question and they're not able to answer you it might push them even you know backwards yeah. to the progress that they've made because they are unable to answer so they might feel incompetent or they might feel con- even more confused yeah. than they were before yeah. so it's just like unless to me if you really want to know unless a person tells you there's no need for you to know yeah obviously there's obviously. no need for you to know you can treat someone and talk to someone and be friends with someone yeah. based on their personality only you don't need to know their sex to be, to be friends with them yeah. you don't need it yeah. it's not important at all so, especially the society that we live in now, it is really vital for people to understand that this is not, the sex is not everything, yeah. you know? Yeah, I know. So much more to it, and mm. it's really important for people to understand that. But at the same time, it's not everything, but... It's important. It's important, and we need to talk about it, and we need to, like, you know, break the stigma and break Definitely. the silence, and... But... In a respectful way. But, you know, respectful. And it's important, but, you know, I feel like it's very important and valid to the person going through the process. It's their business to discover that. Yes. 
Obviously. And then to others, it's just a piece of information. Yeah, that will, you'll probably forget in the next 24 hours. Yeah. Like, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. It's just a piece. But for the person going through it, it's their own journey and their own process to figure it out. You're yeah. not the one that's going to tell them, you look like this, so you should be like this, you yeah. know? It's none of your business. It's not your concern. It's not your problem. And it's not your decision. Yeah. Because you're not the one living their life for them. Mm. And you know the littlest thing that you might say can affect them for the rest of your lives, and you can never know. Yeah. So it's just better to you know watch what you say, think before you talk, no matter to who you're talking to, because there's some people they look like perfect women, act like perfect women, and you don't know what the hell they went through to get there, yeah. just to be able to have that life. So just be respectful to anyone, and just don't, you know. But people will always be people. People. <laughs> you know. Yeah. You just have to get through that. And yeah. just realize that okay, this is this is how the world is. It sucks. It's disgusting, but you're stronger than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's for trans people. But um, like for also, I think it's important to say for cis people, so like who are not gender queer. Yeah. Um, if one day you misgender someone, or if one day you, you know, ask um um you know a question that should not have been asked, you know at least realize your mistake mm. and be sorry for it yeah. but don't make it um, as though it was their fault yeah that they confused you also but yes but also don't um transform this as um into like something that would break um um you know stigma yeah i'm sorry i'm not really like clear in my thoughts um like it's okay to make mistakes, but if you do, grow from from them exactly. and but continue asking questions and continue yeah. being curious about curious, things yeah. because it's important and don't rebuild that silence that exactly. was made. You know, especially when you see someone getting disrespected. You know, talk about it. If you have friends and you know the minimum, you should be you should especially if you know that they're gonna be around people going through that. You should be sure that the people around you. Yeah know about it you know it's just the, it's just a minimum of respect for other valuable human beings just like you so so that the mistake doesn't get doesn't get repeated i know that anybody that gets offended trans people gay people or you know black people brown people anybody that gets offended by anything yeah. that has to do with their culture or their way of life it's like sometimes you can tell that the person that said whatever they said they don't know you know yeah you're the one that's to tell them, like, you know you're not supposed to say that, right? Or you know mm. this is supposed to be like this, you, right? You have a responsibility. Exactly. You yeah. have a responsibility. So it doesn't repeat itself. And they're like... And you can tell from their reactions, like, oh my gosh, I didn't know. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I had no idea. You could tell when yeah. they're being honest about yeah. it. Or if the reaction is like, I did, but, you know, like, it's not that big of a deal. Then you know that, okay, this person knew that they're not supposed to say yeah. it. And they still do anyway. That shows the kind of person they are. Yeah, and you can have exactly the same conversation with anything from sexism to racism. To see, yeah, exactly. And and respect. You have to apply respect everywhere. Yeah. You know, no matter what. And it's just, you don't just give what you don't want to be given. If you don't want to be disrespected, why do it to others? You know? Yeah. Just one of the little things. Sam, have you got any other thing left to say? <laughs> um... Well, except, you know, don't be a wanker. Don't no. be a wanker. Yeah, it's of all. Don't be, you know, transphobic. Don't, you might even be, but just keep your mouth shut, you know. Just stay in your own lane 
and don't but, but stay curious i think it's really something in you know but there are say. some people out there that would rather die than to get to know anything about anything that, that's not normal to them yeah they would rather die they would rather just you know so it's better i just feel like those kind of people should just really stay away from it it's better than to have you know to have a negative reaction that would potentially hurt you no matter what you might try to learn um you might try to teach people educate people and you know you know do the right thing so that other people like you don't get hurt but at a certain time in your life you have to live for you and stay away from things that could potentially hurt you you're not you know you just can't live for everyone yeah it's really important to understand you try your best but when you see danger you run away from danger don't play hero all the time honestly it's it's really important to understand because like people that are like no i must educate this person up they end up getting hurt and sometimes they might not come back from that you know yeah they would have done good but like at what expense Mm. you know and sometimes it's, it's important for everyone to experience a certain kind of you know, especially if you're in a society that you know that the kind of person you are is sort of like a minority and is discriminated against, it's important for you to go through certain things so you can either appreciate yourself more and really see how deep the problem is. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, it will bring you down, you know, make you sad, etc. But the most important thing is to get out from it and get back on your feet. And yeah. if, once you've gone through that, you know that you can go through anything. Yeah, you can live your life. You can live your just, life because you know yeah. that people are never going to change. But not everyone is the same. Not everyone is transphobic. And people will always, some people will always respect you for who, who you are. And you have to appreciate that. And just not let the others get to you. That's just what's important to work on personally for everyone, I think. Yeah. No matter what it is you're going through. Yeah, totally agree. <laughs> So that was awesome. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We appreciate it. If any of you have any ideas, you know where to find me. Twitter, F what the comfort zone. Instagram, I'll put everything in the description. Thank you so much for listening. Sam, thank you for introducing this topic. I learned so much and I hope others learned too. Bye. Bye.